0: You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Cleveland Cavaliers select Darius Garland from Vanderbilt University. My, my, my. Called the Kevin Love
1: Show. Ari, Ari. He's got Xbox on him today. At the queue On the blue He put him in Samantha Boots. Call him Sexton for
0: two. Good Hey, I'm Chris Manning from Lockdown Caps. And I'm Sean Woodley from Lockdown Raptors. Chris, we're recording the exact same time we recorded our first half of That's this. Darn but right it's we a are. different day. Podcast magic, baby. Look, we're just
1: about that efficiency here in the Lockdown <laughs> Network. You know, it's we're I've been in the dregs of the offseason for months. You've been a little less so in the dregs. But, you know, what I mean, you got to just be efficient. You got to knock them out when you have time and, uh, you know, make time for other stuff you want to do, even though, like, the world's crazy and, uh, you know, you got to, like, you shouldn't go eat in restaurants and stuff,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, if we're being honest, everyone's been in the dregs since March, so yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah, you, dude. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. So we, as you, if you're listening, uh, we list part one. Go back and check it out. We talked about the Nets, the Bulls, the Pistons, the Hawks, the Raptors, and the Pacers. So we have a bunch of we're teams. talking about the Hornets too. Oh, How dare you oh, forget the Hornets? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I my apologies to Tyler Zeller and the extended. uh, Hornets extended universe. It's Cody uh, Zeller on that team. Is it? I think. Oh,
0: yeah, pretty yeah sure. it's
1: Cody Zeller. Look, I don't think about the, the Hornets very much. Uh, Doug Branson, if you're listening, I'm really sorry, my guy. Um, you're what you're, 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 you're a wonderful man. But um, Sean, where do you want to start here? We, we ended on a on a good team. Do you want to talk about a bad team? Do you want to talk about another good team? Where do, you, where do you want to go?
0: Hmm. We got a lot of good teams to talk about. So maybe we should burn through a good team and just kind of go good, bad, good, bad, because there's more good than bad, I think, today.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. So, let's uh hey, let's start with the
0: Milwaukee Bucks. How <sighs> about
1: Oh boy. Um I'm uh I'm out. I I'm out on uh Mike Budenholzer as an effective playoff coach. I'm just uh-huh. I've seen I've seen enough.
0: Wait, you you don't want to run it back next year and see if if it all works again? You don't want to <laughs> like <laughs> you like, want to be steadfast in your opinion to the point of of it being problematic. Like- look, um, Bud needs to just
1: like play Giannis forty minutes in a playoff game. They probably should have kept Malcolm Brogdon. and um, you know what, uh, Tyloo would have Tyloo would They should have. If I were them, I would fire Bud and hire Tyloo. That's what I would do.
0: We should do. Like, we should have a branding effort on the Lockdown Podcast Network uh, that uh, tune into your the Lockdown Podcast. with short, bite-sized episodes, uh, guaranteed no longer than the number of minutes Mike Budenholzer will play Giannis <laughs> in a crunch time playoff game. <laughs> this is this is this is great. This is this is absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text
1: Lock after this. Yeah, like look, <laughs> new new branding. Like we're gonna if Mike, if it's good enough for Mike Budenholzer, it's good enough for us. <laughs> which you know tough look tough look for us if that's the case oh, but
0: yeah the bucks are weird because like the two things i said that they should i was going to say they should do this offseason uh they've already said they're not going to do which is fire Bud and trade for chris paul so i'm like yeah, okay i it. guess we're just getting the same bucks i can't wait for Giannis to come to the raptors the next season <laughs> works for my interest that's for damn sure right um it, i want to ask you this though is this
1: was this playoff run an indictment on Giannis at all for you No, I don't think so. He's really
0: good, man. He's insanely good at defense. He's better than Anthony Davis, as much as Lakers fans will uh, say to the contrary for some reason. Um, He's like Giannis is ridiculous. He's the rightful MVP. Sorry, LeBron. Again, Lakers fans uh, having some sort of. I'm titling the podcast this so I can get all the listens. Yeah, no, definitely, Lakers fans yeah uh, just yeah the, the Giannis LeBron Anthony Davis Kobe that's the name of the top the podcast title and people will <laughs> click on it for sure um <laughs> they'll think it's the ESPN podcast um, uh ba-ba-bling. uh I don't know what that sound effect was it was mixed between a bazinga and a it's it's a, a the high high production quality we invest in here a lot yeah our- absolutely um where was I wasn't even going with that. No, the it's the Bucks' supporting cast. It's uh, They didn't keep Malcolm Brogdon, and they said, yeah, Eric Bledsoe, baby, let's do it again. It was Brooke Lopez. All right, we're going to have you play this exact one kind of defense, and you're going to be very good at it. But guess what? In the playoffs, that's going to get exposed by Nikola Vucevic, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just – it's – they are the definition of insanity. Just running the same thing back over and over again with the same coach who has the same ideas. I know they've only done it twice now. It seems like Bud's been the coach there for years, but you know I feel like Budenholzer got like so much shine because he took over the Bucks and made them good instantly. But people forget that he took over from Jason Kidd. <laughs> like that was not a hard turnaround. You just do the things that Jason Kidd refused to do because he was terrible at his job. So, like, congrats to Bud for not being Jason Kidd at coaching. It, you know, the The playoff stuff, we've seen it. We've seen it with Spo. We've seen it with Nick Nurse, even Frank Vogel and what he's done so far in the playoffs. Like, adjustments are everything in the postseason. Adaptability is how you win titles, and the Bucks don't have it either in their personnel or in their coach. And I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Like, do you... Swap out Brooke Lopez and try to find some new center. Like, I don't know who's taking Brooke Lopez at this point, of the money he's making. It, like, they just made bad decisions of who to keep and who to let go. Chris Middleton is old. The whole team is old. They're an ancient team, too. That's the other sort of secret thing about them is like, mm-hmm. other than Giannis, they're all old as hell. So, where is their hope? They've screwed up all of their drafts. Like the best players picked with Milwaukee Bucks picks in the last six years have been OG Ananobi and Norman Powell by the Raptors. Like it's just they, they don't do a good job building the team around Giannis. They and, haven't for years. And I'm sorry, but Dante DiVincenzo doesn't save that.
1: No. Uh also add that to that list. Kevin Porter Jr. was originally a Bucks pick. Um yeah. it came via they Got that pick, and he—not that he would have helped them last year—but like that's you. If you're a team like that, you need to kind of do some of the development work, and KPJ is like kind of really interesting. Uh, yeah, you need watch young game, players.
0: You need young players on cheap deals so that you can keep Malcolm Brogdon, and also to like, I guess, allow you to pay Brook Lopez twelve million a year, whatever that. Also, hell trade he's for just trade for Chris Paul. Yeah, trade for Chris Paul. It's not hard. He will no. win the title for you.
1: <laughs> like, just the Chris if point guard stuff, obviously, like they don't always age well, but I, I would trust
0: Chris Paul to he's age. He's doing well. just fine. Like yeah. I, I think the Bucks, I would be very comfortable picking them to win the title if they just got Chris Paul. Even if they got Kyle Lowry. Even and that's not an insult to Kyle Lowry. Nobody loves Kyle Lowry more than me He's not Chris Paul quite like I I think. I mean he might be better than Chris Paul right now. I don't know. But like they are that kind of point guard away from probably pasting everybody on their road to like a 16 and two in the playoffs. I would think, but like they just have not good players around Giannis, and that's not Giannis's fault whatsoever.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, Let's talk about another confusing team. Sure. The Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. Do you like the Doc Rivers hiring?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Like, what's he going to do about a roster that makes no sense with a lot of money that makes no sense? At least he's not the GM, I guess. Like, I don't think Doc... I don't think changing the coach was the fix to what ails them. Like they're just fundamentally broken the way they're built. And I don't even necessarily mean that like Simmons and Embiid can't work together. Cause I've seen it work together. Like the Raptors almost lost to them when they won the title. Like they were the t- toughest opponent. They played the entire playoffs in 2019, but you, that doesn't really work when you have Al Horford and Tobias Harris taking up ungodly millions on the wings and at the, at the forward spots. Like, They just don't make any sense, and Ben Simmons probably isn't a point guard, and maybe you do have to trade them. I don't know. It's just such an unsolvable riddle because they've put themselves into this corner with all this bad money on the books, all of this sort of inflexibility that even if Simmons and Embiid could work together in like a perfect circumstance, it seems now impossible for them to build that circumstance, you know? Yeah, I I think that's right. I would...
1: I think you just got to trade Horford for shooting. Even if you're like losing some value on that and, and everything. Who wants Al Horford? The Kings get Buddy Heald. Yes. I, I would just call every team until you could get to get some shooting.
0: I just, who wants Al Horford for 30 million a year for the next three years? They The Sixers also might be
1: the team that would benefit the most from um, an Amnesty Clause. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Just amnesty Al, like right yeah. there. That or like the John Wall contract for the Wizards. We'll talk. Wait, do you want to talk? About, let's talk about the Wizards. The Sixers are just like perpetually yeah. just like a, a TBD
0: black black. man that the, the Sixers are TBD. I have uh, no
1: idea. Respect <laughs> to Doc. I'm
0: a I'm a Doc fan. Yeah, I think that's uh, good. That, that's a really hard job. Yeah. Elton Brand <laughs> but, uh, screwed them over with the Tobias Harris trade. And uh, Brian Colangelo and his callers uh, ruined everything else. <laughs> yeah. Markel Fultz like them screwing that up mess them up too it's just uh i don't know <laughs> they're so perplexing to me i just i put my hands up in the air would you uh let's look at the wizards when you trade bradley beal if you're the wizards for the wizards uh i mean probably <laughs> they're not going anywhere with him mm. right now i mean maybe rui hachimura becomes amazing they don't have a necessarily great pick this year in a not very good draft because they made the playoffs somehow. Right. Um, although they... Did they fall below? No, it looks like they... Uh, yeah, no, they had a worse winning percentage than the Hornets. They they fell below the Hornets in the standings, which is hilarious. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just... Probably, you trade Beal and get what you can. Although, because of the financial climate, like what teams out there have both like big money and or space plus good stuff to trade for him. It just it doesn't seem like a very good trade environment because of the flattened cap and things like that, too. So I don't know, man. I'm sure like I bet the Nets would come along like the Nets getting him would be terrifying and uh, I would hate it. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. But uh, I mean, maybe they can cobble together the salaries between Dinwiddie, Allen, something like that. Yeah, I mean, and get some picks and figure
1: it out. Yeah, I think you probably got to. Um, it's not like an easy thing if you're a Wizards fan, but like, I, I, and I guess like I could get trying to run back the, the John Wall beal thing again. And um, I hope for John Wall's sake that like he can play healthy because like he's again coming off an Achilles injury and that's like insanely hard to do. You know, um, that's not an enviable situation. Um, that's, well, I'd say
0: this. That's I'd tough. say this about the Wizards. Bill's got two years left on his deal, right? Mm-hmm. So, what happens this year? Like, maybe Troy Brown is actually a thing because he seemed like he might be a thing. Maybe Hachimura figures it out. Maybe you make, like, a couple decent little signings. Maybe bring back Bertons and, you know, John Wall oh, looks... that's right. He's a free agent. Forgot yeah. About that. And John Wall looks a little bit better than you thought. And, like, maybe in the Eastern Conference, there's something resembling, like, a six or seven seed because Beal is that good. And then maybe you say, okay, we're going to adopt the Raptors model where we just try to go from the middle... Wait, bide our time, have culture, build it up, and then try to strike when the iron's hot, when an opportune presents itself, or just be pretty good, make the playoffs a bunch of years, and that's also pretty good. I could see that maybe working if their young guys kind of figure things out this year and they get someone good in the draft, but I think if by deadline time, it's like, oh, yeah, wait, is really bad, and Troy Brown is nice but not enough, and Wall is a broken shell, then you do it. Does that make sense? No, I think it does. Um, Weird team wizards.
1: All right, we're going to take a break here, come back, talk about some more Eastern Conference teams right after this. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. The new improved Built Bar is even deliciouser, and there are six new flavors in addition to the 12 original flavors. The new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Built Bars are healthy, even though they're covered in 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. They're great to help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And great for the health-conscious guy out there. Great for keto because they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. A staple in my cupboard right now is the Cookies and Green Bar because it has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. And you know what? It's just downright delicious. Right now, you can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. And you can go to buildbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, promo code locked on for 20% off at buildbar.com.
0: Sean, where are we going next? Oh, let's go with a bad team again. Uh let's go with the Knicks. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> um, James Dolan sells the team. And always, always. uh what, what, why Tibbs? Like, I guess I get the connection and all this stuff, but like, Tibbs is just like poor RJ Barrett is going to have no knee cartilage.
0: Yeah, Barrett, I'm very, very concerned, is going to be Wiggins 2.0, and it's uh, it's not cool. Thank the Lord for Jamal Murray and Shea Gildas Alexander for Canadian <laughs> basketball fans.
1: Yes.
0: Um. <laughs> like, what do the Knicks do? Like, I, I just
1: don't know what they do.
0: Uh, Keep trying to get a good player in the draft for once keep telling yourself is I, I'm so bored by the next. They've been the same thing for how many years? Well, we're going to uh, sign guys. We're going to, we're going to sign guys. We're going to get the first pick. We're going to get Zion, baby. We're going to sign guys. They don't do any of that. They're trash and they will stay trash until Dolan sells the team. And that's kind of how I feel about them. I mean, could they get stupid and throw like 28 mil a year at Fred Van Vliet? Yeah, probably. Would they be stupid to do so? Yeah, probably. Is he fixing them? no, I just, I don't know, man. They, uh, of all the teams in the East, I think they're the least interesting to me, considering they just seem like they're stuck on this, like doomed hamster wheel. Yeah,
1: I would agree. Um, And then you just consider like, they don't have a good high draft pick this year in kind of a bad class. Like, you know, like I, I don't think that Dolan, like it just seems like Dolan kind of disqualifies them from being competent enough to like, bring in top tier free agents who would like to live in New York, like breaking news. New York's like a really great city. Like I like New York quite a bit. Um, But like Brooklyn is the better run franchise. And like, that's like probably a big reason why Katie and and Kyrie are there um, instead of playing for the Knicks. So like, sorry, Spike Lee. I, I, (laughs) I I don't empath, I, I don't like, I empathize with, with that situation. It's just like, I don't like, I would like to see some of their young guys go to their places. you like, I think Frankie smokes, like could be interesting on, in a better situation. Um, they just you know, keep
0: breaking dudes, man. Yeah. It sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like free. Like let's get these guys out of there and see if they can do stuff in other places. It's just like a, it's just a black pit. Whereas like, I feel like like I could say nice things about the Hornets and, and the Pistons. There's not just like a lot that I look at the Knicks. I'm just like, like Mitchell Robinson is a nice little story, but like, I always think he's one of those guys that I think is like probably a little like overvalued for like what how much the only
0: good thing they have.
1: Yeah. And it's the rest of it's just like, uh, sure. (laughs) Like the Knicks exist. And that's like a weird thing. Like the fact that like Marcus Morris on that team and like was just clowning is bizarre. Them trading for Chris Paul would be the funniest thing. Or Oladipo because that was the other thing that was out yeah. there and they were talking about two like two firsts for Oladipo and I'm just like, oh my God.
0: Them trading for Paul would depress me because I want Chris Paul to win a title somewhere. But it would be unquestionably one of the funniest things of all time. <laughs> the NBA <laughs> desktop of the Chris Paul. Tr- would oh, just be- Imagine Chris Paul dealing with James Dolan. <sighs> <sighs> just uh, the, not what you the want. least pleasant interaction of all time
1: yeah um god we need to move on um yeah i don't want to think about jd in the straight
0: shot anymore let's go to something new JD.
1: <laughs> oh my god i i want them to win a title so jd in the straight shot can like be in a on balloon <laughs> in like like riding down fifth ave like in just with the Knicks parade just just him wailing away um i actually don't want that that would be bad that's just bad karma i'm putting out into the world um Let's do the Heat because they're in the they're in the finals.
0: Yeah, fine.
1: Um, they, they, they might
0: the probably not in the finals by the time we hear this. They've yes, probably that's lost. very true. Or maybe um, they've come back courageously. Can I can, can I just ask if
1: are you on the on the spectrum of where we're at with the Heat and, and the Heat culture and everything like how do you how much do you buy in on a scale of one to 10?
0: I hate heat culture. <laughs> I think it's stupid. I think it's joyless. I think uh them fat shaming guys at a town sucks. I think Pat Riley uh should eat uh, ice cream for once in his life and have some joy instead of just eating ash. I think um like Jimmy Butler I was very uh like anti Jimmy going into this season. He's changed my mind. I'm fully bought in on the Jimmy Butler cult. Yeah. He's awesome. Yep. And I love Bam. I don't really care about the rest of their team, if I'm being totally honest. I, you know, they—they're nice. I think it was a strange year. I think the Raptors probably would have beat them had they played them in the conference finals. Maybe that's me being overconfident, but I think the Raptors had some matchup edges that the Heat wouldn't have been able to handle. And uh, I don't know. I—they're—they're they're a great story. I just—it's been a weird finals, man. Because I want no one to win. I want a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I just want LeBron. I want LeBron to win and for Lakers fans to derive no joy from it and for uh, Rajon Rondo to derive no joy from it and I want for the Heat to lose and if the Heat were to win, I'd be sad for LeBron and happy that Lakers fans are sad. It's all very confusing. Yeah, I that's that's fair.
1: Um, I believe in Butler. I think them getting Duncan Robinson and developing him, the way he talks about it, I, I think there is some realness there. But yeah, it's a little weird and like oh, they it really definitely
0: works. I just hate it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I I do think that like I get the vibe sometimes that teams like don't always like do conditioning at, at the level they probably should. Like that yeah, that's yeah. a hot take for me. Is that, like I feel like maybe teams should like do some running more just because like <laughs> being in shape is important when you're playing professional sports. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, when it's like, if that's like so much of the secret sauce, that's like kind of weird. Um, I, uh, I'll be curious to see what they do next summer if they don't get someone good. And if they, what that cycle kind of looks like.
0: Um, yeah. Cause like they're the team that I'm definitely the most worried about when it comes to Giannis as a Raptors fan, like the bucks and the heat. I think are yeah. the other ones, so like I know the Warriors are out there. It's like, oh, we're, but I think that's just like Warriors exceptionalism <laughs> becoming a thing now. Warriors um, exceptionalism is worse than Lakers exceptionalism. In my column, I, uh, ooh, I disagree, but it's got to be up there. Um, yeah, like they certainly, like they're undeniable. They're successful for a reason. They're they're very good at what they do. I just find it to be a joyless way of conducting a basketball team, and they really don't seem outside of Jimmy. To have any fun while they're doing it. It's just like our families are trash. We only play basketball and we work out at three AM every day. And sometimes we go to Jimmy's coffee shop and that's it. <laughs> um
1: I have not done the research into big face coffee and I I refuse to at this point. I just know it exists. Um all cool. also- good and cool. Yeah. The Tyler Hero thing is also he's gonna have a downturn in Kendrick Nunn. Yeah.
0: Oh, Kendrick Nunn is uh despicable. Uh it'd be great if the finals broadcast one time. I'm gonna I'm I'm safe to say, I think in the final two games or three games of the finals, if they get there, um there will still be no mention of why Kendrick Nunn in fact went undrafted. It yeah, will only be incredulous cries of How did this guy go undrafted? I wonder. Uh just Google it. Uh, not it's not hard. It's, yeah.
1: Like yeah. redemption stories can happen in society, everything like that. But like at least acknowledge like how you get here. Yeah.
0: Um I, I look forward to Kendrick Nunn on the uh I don't know, the Philippines national team with Andre Blatch in a couple of years. Jordan Clarkson in China, yeah. Can't believe I had to talk about Jordan Clark's today what the worth. Um, <laughs> so we
1: went to the Heat. Sean, let's do one more in this middle section. Where do we want to By the go? Way, I think
0: the Heat will be very good next year. Yeah, I do annoying. too.
1: Yeah. They're they're a well-run organization. They're annoying, um, but that that's a team that like they they do a lot of things correctly. And um, you know what? Like good good for them because there are a lot of teams that can't do things correctly. And Spohs suppose a really really good coach. Like and Bam's yeah. incredible. Like I would yeah, Bam's Bam. ridiculous. He's so good. Yeah. Bam is so so good. And um he I would like give up a lot for Bam if you could get him on your team. And if you could get a player that's like eighty percent of Bam, I would hundred percent try and do it. Mm-hmm. Um he's that good. Um like anyako Kungu in this draft is someone that I'd be like, Oh, okay, like let's can you get a version of that guy? Right.
0: Um All right, where are we going next here? Um boy we got the Celtics the Magic and the Cavs left we should save the Cavs for last cuz they're your boys yeah um, i we we i have really just been bearing the lead with the Cavs which just which is good for my that's sanity that's okay that's okay
1: Can, let's quickly talk talk about the magic okay um <laughs> marco fault is still just incredibly fascinating to me mm-hmm. because he's marco fault and the other thing that's interesting to me about them is um like Mo, it kind of went like very under the radar because it's the Magic and like oh, there's a lot of other s- of stuff going on. But like Mo Bamba, um, came to the bubble, had COVID before he came to the bubble, and then couldn't really get in shape. And I just like, mm-hmm. what does Mo Bamba look like in year three? Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think Steve Clifford's like a good coach, and they're not fun to play against. I think like one of the when I talk to Cavs people, one of the teams they hate playing against sometimes is the Magic because like they're just oh, always yeah. gonna like Steve Clifford is gonna have that team ready to go. But yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of like juice there um and like when they beat the the bucks in one game i was like okay like we need to stop reacting to this
0: yeah and they're like they're either going to lose evan fournier or they're gonna pay evan fournier and i think both are bad
1: <laughs>
0: um yeah no google like, himself no good options there
1: yeah I um, if faults could take a big leap, that would be the biggest thing for them. but I don't know how they'd like kind of elevate from from where they are with kind of if like Vooch is maybe your best guy. like Vooch is good, but like he can't yeah. be your best guy if you're like a, a real contender type.
0: And like so look, I know there's been injury and everything, but it'd be nice if Jonathan Isaac were ever just something more than the idea of Jonathan Isaac, right? like he's never actually shown it on any sort of sustained level, like, oh yeah, this is this like highly switchable play the three through the five, shoot threes, maybe give you some secondary offensive creation. Like he's never been that. It's what a year five now? Like it's just kind of getting time for him to do that. And he's also like hampered by playing with Aaron Gordon, who makes no sense as a teammate of his. Ooh they should trade Aaron Gordon this offseason just don't you just like trade everyone with Fultz and just start over like, this is a dumb and Terrence Ross is a kink but just dumb yeah team I, was, I was waiting I, I was waiting like, for for Terrence the Terrence I Ross stuff don't really see like a path out of the middle for them and maybe it comes maybe Fultz becomes amazing but and maybe Isaac becomes amazing and the idea of Isaac is actually realized it just it seems like we're kind of running out of time and feels like like Aaron Gordon will be retired and it'll be like, oh, but Aaron Gordon's going to figure it out soon. <laughs> it's like, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, that's that's tough. OK, one
1: last break. Come back, talk about the Celtics and the Cavs right after this. Today's podcast is brought to you by Roman. How often you use excuses like I had a long day at work or I'm just not feeling it. It isn't easy to talk about erectile dysfunction, but Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat E.D. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medication with free two-day shipping. This whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be easy to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash on and get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. Again, that's GetRoman.com slash on for up to 50% off your first month of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash on. All right, we're back here. Last segment in our two-part Eastern Conference, a deep dive. Sean, um, let's do the Cavs first. I just want you to ask me, like, tell me what you think about the Cavs and ask me questions about them because I, I need someone that isn't my co-host, Evan Damerill, to talk to me about them.
0: <laughs> um, Okay. Darius Garland. Is he good? Uh, or Like, okay, you have to choose between Sexton and Garland for the long term. Who do you pick? Sexton, because Sexton is like a, is a
1: Sexton's a good score already, and people like need to, I don't think people that don't watch the Cavs enough realize that he's already kind of good, Um has some limitations, I'm not going to deny those, but the guy can like shoot 40% from three, the work ethic with him is like, like the Sexton culture is like something that I'm going to try and I'm going to come with a better <laughs> name for it, but I'm going to try and like make this a gimmick for me in the next year. The guy, the guy is a, almost a three-level score already. Um, there's some steps he can take, but he's really good. But I'm also going to give Garland um, a little bit of a pass on his first year because he came in, didn't play basically a full year because of his injury, and then like was in a really dysfunctional situation for a lot of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so year, but year two will be really, really big for him if he can be healthy. And he looked, his, according to everyone I talked to, his, he looked a lot better at
0: camp than uh, he did when the season ended. So that that's an encouraging sign. I know this isn't exactly a hot take because they were the worst team in the conference, but of all the teams I saw the Raptors play this year, the Cavs were like the most pathetic I found, uh, to be frank. Like they were just like, oh, this is not a team. The Raptors are destroying Um, them. And it's just like walking through uh, like a soft meadow. It's like there's no resistance whatsoever. John Beeline as a head coach was an
1: outright disaster. I forgot um, about that. <laughs> I, I tried to, the Cavs tried to, the Cavs try to talk about the fact, like try to sell this thing as like JB Biggerstaff was always going to succeed John Beeline. But like, it just like asked you to forget the fact that they signed John Beeline to like a five-year contract and he didn't make it through oh, a season. my God, incredible galaxy brain stuff from, from the Cavs, David Blatt. And then it's just like a succession. It's just like the way they just hire two coaches at once. So like you get one out of two chance. They should um, hire Boylan i don't need that in my <laughs> life. i have to think about dan gilbert and what he spends his money on so i'm i'm good um what sean what do you think of andre drummond and the fact that they traded for andre drummond and i'll say this they didn't give up anything of value it's like john henson the second round pick and brandon knight's expiring
0: oh the most fight. depressing trade of all time i think yeah it really right dep- up there
1: but uh what do you just make of andre drummond in 2020 and if you were the Cavs, what would you try to do with him that's a good question he is a free agent correct so he has a player option worth right. almost $29 million. So he's not, he, he is probably he, take that. He, so he like talks about himself, like he's a free agent and like, is very coy about it. And I don't think like him and the Cavs are like necessarily like on the same page money wise, as far as a, as a, what an extension would look like for him, but he's absolutely picking up the deal because he's not going to make that much money in the market next
0: year. Yeah. Or this summer, I, if he were not that. One. I've never really been a Drummond guy, unfortunately. like, Seeing the Raptors punk him every time they've played him probably informs that. Um, but yeah, he just, he. Like, nice number. He's kind of like a better Hassan Whiteside almost, where it's like he's very clearly like talented at basketball and does things on the court that are impressive, but do they mean anything? Probably not. And I don't know how you sort of channel those gifts into meaningful basketball. I guess it's just like. Uh, stop lunging for blocks when you don't need to, and actually, like, move your feet on defense and be a good team defender. But, like, there's something there. Maybe I just, I would not be like, yes, let's pay Andre Drummond what he wants to stay around because he feels like a guy you tether yourself to, and then you're like, why can we not get past the ninth seed? What's going on here?
1: If I were the Cavs, I would be trying to like just flip Andre for something. Um, yeah. I did a poll the other day um, on my Twitter, and these are the these are the three players that I suggest you try and trade him for: Buddy Hield, Gordon Hayward, um, and who's the last one that I'm forgetting? It's also on expiring contract. I'll look at this up, but like I don't know what his value has. Um, like I don't, I don't exactly know like what the, the value is for, for Andre on the market and that, that clouds it, but I'm not interested in like, I, I think he was harmful in the game he played with the Cavs last year. Like he was just yeah. outright kind of harmful in what he did. So, uh, Wiggins is the other answer, which is an incredibly depressing answer, but, um, I would be trying to flip him for healed. If you, if you could just cause of the shooting and maybe that helps in right. some way, but there's not like a good way forward. And I, I don't think this trade is aged well. Um, and again, like I, think he was actively harmful on the court when he was with them last year because he just uh, weird. And that's not all on him because it was John Beeline still around for a little bit of that. And the slugs come and happen around that time. And um, <laughs> the, the Cavs are just were dysfunctional last year. And I think they're at least turning the corner, but I don't know what kind of role Andre plays in that.
0: Yeah, I think the thing about Andre and like kind of players like him, like Clint Capella, for example, like rim running centers who like. Capella, these block shots. Andre just like
1: doesn't block shots. It's the thing I've learned about him in the last six months.
0: Sure. I'm just kind of thinking like in terms of like that archetype of player where it's like you can't shoot threes. You're basically like a like a dive man on offense. Like, are we sure that's actually an archetype of player that any successful team has anymore? Because it doesn't really seem like it is like. Tyson Chandler is held up as this like bastion of big man play, but like I don't know, do the Warriors ever have that? Not really. No. They and, had like and, passing bigs. The Raptors had Marcus Saul. Like the Celtics have Bam. There's no Nikola Jokic. Like, yes, the I guess the Lakers kind of have that with Dwight Howard, but also they have Anthony freaking Davis when things actually matter. And it's just like I don't think that sort of marginal stand-in rim run. Rebound block shots, type of center is actually all that useful anymore. It's just like kind of a, like the, the even like the Celtics have like Daniel Tice, he just like picks and pops and like grabs some boards, throws some like easy rudimentary passes, and boom, it's all you really need. Like, I think unless you have like a center like Bam or Jokic where you can actually run your offense through them. And I guess Embiid is like a good enough post score where this kind of works too. Like unless you have a transcendent big who does something that no one else can do and they can be your hub on offense, what's the point of paying all that money for a really good center because probably they do things that are not all that valuable and that you could get I don't know, like John Henson to do. <laughs> like Yeah. It's just it's a it seems like that archetype of player was so romanticized for like 5 years and it still is kind of, but it might already be dead if not dying
1: if it depends on the money too like if you're paying on your like 29 million dollars like that's like way too much money but if you could pay that guy like even 15 i think it's more kind of tenable um especially when you need if especially if he's like gonna eat up shots i think that kind of guy could make some sense but that's just not what um drummond does um so that's probably they're, they're a weird team i don't think the Cavs are gonna be much better next year but sean i'm gonna ask you this before we talk about boston real quick mm-hmm. um and I'm sure we're only going to say nice things about the Celtics, um, Cavs, Pistons, Hornets. Would, are you are you more optimistic about the Cavs versus
0: those teams or no? Ooh, yeah, probably. They have more like interesting young players like Kevin Porter Jr. and Sexton, I think, are better than anyone. Like more promising than anyone those teams have. You love to you love to hear it from the great John. Okay, let's talk <laughs> about the Celtics. Um, I
1: think their, their title window, this is a big lost opportunity. This is not a fresh take, but it's just like their title window for me is just so much shorter because they didn't make it to the finals this year. And I don't think they would have won, but like it's really hard to get there. And the East is, again, getting a little bit better. Um, so, you know what? Like tough look for them and not uh, making the the finals this year. And look, like I, I they clearly have some things on the roster they need to kind of figure out a little bit, I think.
0: Yeah, my thing on the Celtics is that they're cowards and frauds. And the Raptors <laughs> should have beat them if not for uh Marcus Smart flops and stuff. I think, I don't know. They're really good, but uh I, Kemba Walker is not enthuse me as a lead guard in a playoff series. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. Like he's not good enough defensively. He's not efficient enough. Just doesn't work. I, like he was perfectly at home with Charlotte is what I'll say. I'm just firing a lot of takes on this two parter, but uh... I, that's Sean, it's the
1: quote unquote <laughs> offseason. Like that this is yeah. this is what we're doing here. Um yeah. I wanna see what happens with Hayward there and um
0: I mean, you know, I guess I, the guys they picked like, like I don't know, maybe like Langford becomes something. Grant Williams seems like he'll be pretty I good. Love,
1: I love Grant.
0: Yeah, big, big booty, like you know, play some four, like <laughs> as, as, it, 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 as a as a
1: Kyle Lowry fan, I'm I'm glad you got the the butt the big butt mentioned in here. Hey man,
0: I'm a, I'm a butt connoisseur apparently. Big peach uh, <laughs> fan. Um, the, the thing
1: that I guess if I were them, I would be trying to find a Tice upgrade without spending very much. And maybe, like, I don't know what that is, but I feel like you need a little bit of an upgrade there. But yeah, I don't, I, when I think about next year, like, if I was picking a team in the playoffs next year, assuming Brooklyn's healthy, like, I think Brooklyn should be better. Miami theoretically, even though that's your choice, like there's still a window there for them, and they're going to be in that upper half, but it's not going to be easy. I think this was like a really missed opportunity for them not to get it in this year and kind of gain something from that. But you know, yeah. weird season, stuff worked against them in some ways with injuries and stuff. And I, but I, I do think you're right about Kem. I especially think if they play like LeBron or play the Clippers with Kawhi, like he's going to get put in so many pick and rolls.
0: Yeah, I just don't think they're deep enough necessarily, and I think they outside of Tatum and Brown, like. I don't really trust a lot of their guys all that much. Even smart, like smart can go five of nine from three or he can go one of 13, right? Like it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's so unpredictable with that guy. He's great. Like i have a lot of respect for him after that series as like him and Kyle were the two grift Kings, just dueling back and forth. It was lovely, but <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I like, there is a real opportunity for the Raptors to beat that team. And if Pascal Siakam is like, Ten percent better than he was in that series, they probably win it, and that would be that would have been lovely. But it didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> it's uh, lots of ifs and buts and all that stuff. But yeah, I think yeah. the Celtics are like the third seed next year again, probably second seed, maybe. Yeah, and if Tatum is continually
1: really good, like that gets them in the conversation. Like he's potentially like a really really good guy. So we'll. Oh, the
0: Tatum s- talk really is exhausting, though. It's oh, it, like, it is. Who would you rather have, Luca or Jason Tatum? It's like, what are you smoking, dude? It it will
1: never surpass the, would you rather Brad Stevens or any player in the NBA (laughs) tweet from Chris Mannix.
0: (laughs) Oh, that feels like a pretty good place to leave it. Why leave on any note other than that one? No, just that
1: tweet chef's kiss, perfect thanks everyone for listening uh check out lockdown raptors if you're listening on the lockdown Cavs feed. check on lockdown Cavs if you hate yourself and want to listen to me talk more about basketball i've found the lockdown raptors feed but thanks for listening we'll talk to y'all soon and uh you know wear a mask be safe and don't be stupid